What got me the most was my soap. He stole my soap. Who steals soap? I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. What was that voice? I don't know. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Primary elections that may or may not be bellwethers for the midterms. Well, yeah. I never, you know, I've never bought into that whole thing. But that governor race in Florida is really interesting as to where we might be going as a nation. It's I don't free know. You got the Trumpiest of Trump people running against the Berniest of Bernie people. And uh, that's not what the polls said at all, even just a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's an interesting trend. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you recall 2016. Yeah, people are are dissatisfied, so um, they want to try something new, I guess. So you got a guy on the left who's a a, a, a disband ice... Universal health care, you know, all that stuff, like like Che Guevara. Mm-hmm. And then you got a guy uh, fully putting his arms around Trump who was uh, dead in the polls until Trump said, this is the guy. Then wow. he skyrocketed and, and won. Wow. The other dude had been finishing fourth out of fifth in every poll up until recently. Which fourth dude? out of the, fifth. Uh, the uh, Democrat? The dude? Democrat. Mm. Fourth out of five people running. Wow. Got out, spent $90 million to two or something like that. I'm as intrigued by the polling question as I am by the politics. Yeah. What has changed now that the you know reputable polling organizations that have science on their side, they're serious people, can't even come close? Yeah, well, there's that. And there's, I think there's just, with the same thing with Trump getting elected, I think there's something with the electorate of, I'm not electing somebody that looks and sounds like all the politicians I've heard my whole life. Yeah. I'm just not doing it. I call it what the hellism, Jack. Exactly. You're going to the poll and thinking, what the hell? Exactly. I think that's what it is on both sides. Anyway, we'll take a look at that Florida race. And uh, hmm. uh, let's introduce everybody on this squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. This morning I was you know, taking a shower and I thought to myself, you know, it's time for a change. And I was looking at the soap that I have. And I've always gone with the white, like, Dove bar soap. And so I'm thinking maybe an Irish spring or a dial or something like that. <laughs> Would it be safe to say you're a white soap supremacist? <laughs> yeah, maybe zest, but I, 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 or even some sort of blue body wash. But I, I don't know. I need to make a change in my soap. I think. Who steals soap? I am a an Irish Spring man, Michael. Of course, that's in keeping with my heritage, my uh, 
Family wellspring from the Emerald Isle. Do you guys like the body wash? It tends to be more no, expensive. I don't like it. You know, you could give it to me. I've I don't tried like it. it, but it just—I find it too time-consuming. You squirt it, you fluff it, you so. Nah, give me a bar of soap, good lye soap. <laughs> That's all I need. Uh, I use the goat soap, or maybe I use the goat soap if it turns out it's illegal for me to have goat soap, which right. I might very well In be. your own home? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'll list out the for pros God and cons, sake. sleep on it, and then you know let you know what I come uh, up okay, with. Okay, well, please do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe a blog. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well, but uh, sad to report that after 232 years, Pittsburgh no longer has a daily print newspaper. That's unbelievable. It's now the largest American city with that dubious distinction. The Post Gazette, the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, which ex- has existed for 232 years, just cut its print edition from seven to five days a week. Yeah. We should play that clip you've been having hanging around for a long time about the death of local newspapers, because that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. That is a big deal. I, you know, nobody cares, or I don't think people get it. They're putting it out in print five days a week, and they still got a, a website, right? Yeah. The Post-Gazette website. But the direction it's going. Yeah, yeah. the direction, I think, is much more concerning than the milestone. I, I don't know what their books look like. Some newspapers have managed to turn a bit of a profit electronically, but... Yeah, just, yeah, they're they're unhealthy. There's way too much opinion on everything and not enough reporting. Everybody's yelling and screaming about the same couple of news stories. And your your favorite blogger who hates Trump or loves Trump is not going to the city council meetings and reporting right. on what they're doing. Nope. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Something we observe very, very rarely on the Armstrong and Getty show, a dead celebrity's birthday today. It would have been. I have an idea what's happening here. It would have been <laughs> Michael Jackson's 60th birthday. Shut right. yes. He'd have been a weird-looking 60-year-old. Yeah, king of pop. Well, he'd have been a completely different. He'd had, had total face construction again, reconstruction. You know, my wife yeah. drops this line regularly at the home. It's the best thing that came out of the Michael Jackson funeral. And I believe Al Sharpton said, Ain't nothing strange about your daddy. Which right. was right. Al Sharpton's biggest lie ever. I mean, it was a nice thing to say in front of the kids at the funeral, but come on. Uh, I'd have left it alone. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone there. What nothing, what strange. nothing strange about your daddy? Yeah, really? Other than everything. <laughs> oh, boy. King of Pop died in L.A. back in 2009. So my son and I were at a fair a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I took a picture. I don't remember if I took the time to tweet it out or not. With the Neverland rides, which always weirds me out when I see those at a fair. Rides that Michael Jackson had on the Neverland Ranch that now uh, travel around in various fair circuits. They were they were like the candy a guy had in a windowless van. Allegedly, yes, they made it up to attract children to molest. Exactly, and that's what he was doing. And they take there's an adult alarm. Don't worry, I'll know if they're coming. Allegedly, allegedly, ignorant fool. Yeah. Michael Jackson's net worth, uh, the estate's net worth today, at least $600 million. Well, I'm glad his dad's dead, so at least he doesn't get it anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It turns out to be Wednesday, October, I'm sorry, August 29th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here's the official beginning now. According to FCC rules and regulations, poll show. You'd like us to begin the show at Mark. Hazelden told us that he believes the issue was with a defective flux capacitator, though the NTSB wouldn't comment on any potential cause today. Wow. 
She fell for it and blew the line. Yeah. yeah. Very, very discouraging. What is that there? Well, the flux capacitor is not an actual thing. If uh, those who are familiar with the Back to the Future movie franchise may recognize it as this. This is what makes time travel possible. The flux capacitor. And flux capacitor. And this was a local TV reporter reporting on a, a plane crash. Now, there's the possibility that the pilot said that it was the flux gate compass that was the issue. She misheard that, or or he, she got pranked on the, the flux mm, capacitor line. But. Gotcha. But said capacitator, because most news talking heads are dopey little simpletons. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's harsh. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got a Florida surprise and upset in their primary as the sides square off. we got more trouble for the Catholic Church and how vacations are literally lifesavers. Coming up minutes from now. Yeah, the whole Catholic Church thing is really, really interesting. Mm, not over. No, definitely not. not. Close. How does mailbag look? Excellent. The hot issues. Praise for Michael. Freedom-loving quotes of the day and uh, opportunity to be charitable. So you got that former ambassador from the Vatican to the U.S. that wrote the right. letter, and he he says that the Pope knew about it. He also says there's some sort of gay cabal that runs the Vatican. And hides it's been hiding all this stuff for years. Now, that would be an explosive issue if that turns out to be the case. The Gay Cabal? Good band name? Yes. A lot of Madonna covers? (laughs) Needless to say. (laughs) Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of the nation. Hello, this is Joe. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're always wrestling with what to talk about on the air. The problem in the modern era is not finding stuff. It's there's too much stuff and figuring out what to go with. Sure. And, and so we often think, you know, this Russia stuff or whatever, it's interesting, but does anybody really care? Is anybody really thinking about it? Does anybody feel like it impacts their life? Well, and at some point, it's just all speculation. How about something that actually impacts your life you probably actually are thinking about? Is your energy bar actually good for you, or are you eating a candy bar for breakfast? Right! Consumer Reports did a survey of the best energy bars, and we're going to have that in about a half an hour. Now, that is something that will affect your day. I have spent many minutes, I'm not going to exaggerate, probably somewhere around a half an hour. That's a lot. Trying to figure that very question I know it. What should I be eating? I have done it more for my kids than for me, because it's too late for me. I mean, look at me. Right. But... uh, uh, you know, I don't want to give my kids candy bars, but the, the the bar goes with some sort of label that looks all healthy and it's got healthy stuff on it. Got and some, like, some wheat grains on there. And then you read the ingredients. Of a farm. And the ingredients are the same as the Snickers bar. Right, exactly. Same amount of sugar and what have you. So that's coming up in what? Uh, barely half an hour, not and even half an hour. do you have a queen bee in your workplace? Queen mm. bees can hurt office productivity. Uh, having read about this, I have been around uh, many queen bees. Wow. Yeah. I'll stay it's tuned. It's a woman thing. Mm. Mailbag. It's not a, like a flamboyantly gay bee thing. It's a woman thing, you say. Women getting bullied at work by queen bees. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anybody one, ever, one for you ladies. Anybody ever seen this? Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah. I think, yeah, okay, great. 
Here's our, uh, it's not a freedom-loving quote of the day, but I like it. Sent along by uh, Ben the Libertarian. It's a cartoon, actually, and here's the caption. Just a couple of guys talking in the library. Those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. Yet those who do study history are doomed to stand by helplessly while everyone else repeats it. Yeah. Yeah. We've noticed. Yeah. That that whole um <clears throat> well that's just it's just true the more I've studied and read. It's true for countries, it's true for families, it's true for human beings. You you that's make you make many of the same mistakes that you know your your dad and grandpa and made or Mm-hmm. Or wife and grandma made or whatever, even though you've seen it and maybe they even warned you. Although you try to pass that sort of stuff on culturally. And, sure. You know, there's a reason we're not still running away from bears right now. And that's the accumulated wisdom of our species passed on through story, song, and educational system. Anyway, um, here's a nice thing. And, and this comes up semi-regularly, and so we'll repeat it semi-regularly. If you buy stuff from Amazon, remember... You can go to Amazon.Smile.com or Smile.Amazon.com. It's a little button there on the Amazon homepage. And they'll donate uh, half a percent of your eligible purchases to a charity of your choice. Mm. So only half a percent, but it you know it, it mounts up and it's better than nothing. And a nice note from Jay here, who has selected the good folks at Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Get the name right. It's not the other one that sounds like it. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Great idea. Thanks, Jay. I may have purchased something the other day online. Someone I know did and uh, and noticed there was no tax added to it. So that has apparently kicked in yet, huh? There was no tax. There was no tax. So it hasn't. It was uh, was relatively expensive and saved a chunk of money. Mm, I see. I told this person they should go immediately to their tax person. Well, you must and report it to the state. Absolutely. Whatever state you live in Mm. or territory. Hopefully that person listened. Yeah, I hope they did. Yeah. Uh, moving along, dear Jack, I'm sick and tired of being dyed red and having hot coffee spilled on me. Signed, all the best, Jack's genitals. Yeah, I spilled a cup of coffee all over myself in the morning, and then in the afternoon, dropped my iPhone and shattered the screen. Oh, boy. So today, I assume I'll bike over, uh, uh, back over my kid's bike and stub my toe really hard. Wow. I got a new screen on my phone the other day. I feel like a new man. It's beautiful. You, you know, beautiful. it's really the sign of the loser. To have the cracked screen. Yeah, it's not a good look. It's the Bondo quarter panel on your car. It really is. Yeah, of the modern day. You see a, a 20-year-old girl with a baby and some dude is obviously not her husband hanging out at the DMV. They have cracked screens on their phones. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's just it's just a thing. And Bondo so you want to get You want to get it fixed fast. It's a, just a sign of your life not going the way you want it. Yeah, yeah. I should have done it faster than I did. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's, the equivalent, if, it's the equivalent of somebody missing teeth, basically. It's, yeah. it's similar. It's the missing front tooth of the modern world. And a couple of times I caught myself, no, all you have to do is, uh, you know, helping somebody out or whatever, then realizing, oh, God, they're going to see my screen. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along, uh, <clears throat> number of people with kudos for uh, Michael's bumper music yesterday. A couple of really uh, clever, clever moves. Uh, Tim writes, as long as we are a nation in mourning, let us pause to remember that Al Sharpton is still a K-L-O-W-N. I don't know why they shot at Al Sharpton. <laughs> K-L-O-W-N. <laughs> and uh, sorry to break it to you, but the uh, bull spit train thing is happening. Go down to the Central Valley of California. Marvel at the concrete supports they've already raised. These guys are serious. Well, I know they're serious. 
I know they're actually squandering all this money on a train that will never run, and if it does, it'll be at the cost of $150 billion, maybe $200 billion. I know. What, what about the Keynesian argument that there is a concrete company that got a whole bunch of money, and, uh, and, and, then, and their employees got a bunch of money, and then the people that make the trucks, they got money because they needed new trucks and all that different stuff. Exactly. The that money being the, spent, it helps all these different people. Yeah, the uh, Austrian counter-argument would be that is a, a bunch of bureaucrats deciding where that money ought to go as opposed to the free market deciding where it would be most efficient and productive yeah. and, and therefore zooming economic growth in a way that Keynes and his buddies never could. Sure. It's literally the redistribution of wealth. And is that concrete company owned by the, the wife of one of the... Probably. Yes. Almost certainly. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Almost yeah. certainly. You you lefties who want big government, everything you hate is in big government. But they're, they're, well, if I'm going to be charitable, their effort to scam you is so clever that you've fallen for it. Or you're such a sap that you're unable to look at reality and, and understand it. A simple appeal to your eight-year-old emotions gets you going, and the adults who actually balance the checkbook are screaming at you to pay attention. But all you care about is what policy makes you feel good. I'm sorry. That's the less charitable way to present it. I'm sorry. I'm a Christian. I'm I'm sorry, folks. I'm a bit of a caffeine addict, and I haven't had my second cup yet. Did you see that story floating around that somebody claims they caught Alex Jones looking at transsexual porn on his phone? No, I missed that one. (laughs) Somehow. (laughs) What? Yeah, he was doing a stream, and he minimized a window, and somebody was did a little tab zooming, and they were they were. Uh, I, I I don't know if the pictures were actual or right. Photoshop. I don't or know not, either. But, I don't but, know yeah, either. The, the claim is is that they saw his web browser, and one of the tabs had some trans. Pre- pre- porn on and it. he's pretty hardcore about you know uh, being gay, being uh, transsexual, whatever. You're two thirds of the frogs down in Houston are bisexual. You need to be locked up on an island or various things. There are 11 to 13 different reasons to discredit Alex Jones <laughs> without getting to he looks at transsexual porn. It would be something, though, if he's looking at it, in the, if, if he does, and then he's looking at it in the middle of the day on his phone in, a, in a public. That's another step of uh, something. And in reply to my question, is there a country on a rise like this great country used to be that I could move to? country where freedom and free markets are prized and personal initiative. Uh, yesterday, Joe asked the question, writes uh, Leonardo, is there a country on the rise, etc.? Disciplined, smart people pitch in together and have regard for each other, etc.? Yes, Joe, it's called the Burning Man. Interesting. We also have a list of Burning Man maladies, including one for you ladies that is really gross, really nasty. There are dangers there. And then Ray said, you asked uh, yesterday, Joe, where in the world you can move to a way to get away from the insanity in this country? The answer is, you're here. The United States of America is the first and last bastion that's embraced liberty, individualism, natural rights of all persons, and responsibilities associated with self-reliance. It is the responsibility escaping children in our higher education, media, entrenched power-hungry bureaucracies, and spoiled culture that believe America can be improved by embracing previously failed principles. In fact, all alternatives to the USA exist everywhere, etc., etc. Let them go to the cultures already created with their utopian ideas. That's right. Somebody's already created these places. Utopia at the expense of anyone else is not a new idea. They should leave, not you. Did you see that there's a woman running for some office in Northern California is being slut-shamed by some pictures taken of her at Burning Man years ago in uh, a mildly provocative clothing. I mean, it's provocative because she's attractive, but it's nothing, like, crazy. I have come across that story indeed, Jack, and studied it carefully. Yeah. But that's, that's the future of anybody running for anything, though. There'll be pictures of you 
from high school or college or whatever. That's just going to happen. Correct. Marshall's News on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. New investor positive Sean is excited the market is now open on the East Coast, so he's checking to see how his stocks are doing. Wow. Yeah, I, I, re, I remember when I first got involved in stocks doing that, too. Market, I, 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 have, I have three shares. I'm seeing if I'm a millionaire <laughs> sure. yet. I this understand. Was, this is supposed to be my path to financial freedom. <laughs> I should be having passive income by now. You know when you stop doing that? It, you do it a lot when you're riding a, 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 a wave. A bear. The first time it crashes and you lose half of everything you've invested, right. then you stop paying attention. Yeah. And, and just think, I, there. I sure hope this is in the <laughs> yeah. right spot when I'm 70. That's I, what you think. I've been invested for more than a day, and my <laughs> my value account, like the accounts are essentially the same that I put in. What is right? This do is you, a scam. Do you have shares in th- one share in three different companies or three shares of one company? <laughs> I have three shares of a single stock. There you and go. I've, wow. And I've, I'm diversified. i got a mutual fund going on, too. Sure. I'm trying to balance it understand. out. You know, oh, I, I read the internet articles. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Florida's governor primary election, a sign of the times indeed. President Trump's pick facing off against a young black mayor who stunned a crowded Democratic field by reaching out to the far, far left. The race between U.S. Representative Ron DeSantis and Tallahassee Mayor Andrew uh, Gillum will be unlike any Florida has seen. They defied the old-school political thinking and won in an era where Trump inspires both sides of the political spectrum in different ways. Boy, I don't, I don't know what you say about it representing the political spectrum. I mean, you're, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting stuff. Whatever Trumpism is, and then whatever that right. whole is, that whole universal healthcare abandoned ice thing is, which is not, you know, even close to mainstream of the Democratic Party. Not even close. I would also advise caution because turnout for primary elections is notoriously low, famously, ridiculously low. And, you know, the well, most energized gonna... people in any group are not necessarily representative of much. But somebody is going to be the governor between these two. Well, right, right? Yeah, clearly true. This is what I think. I, I just, the results will indeed flow from the primary. But to paint a picture of America based on the primary, I think, is is a bit of a leap. That's my point. Um, yeah, well, I never would try to, because um, uh, I think that's ridiculous when anybody ever does that. Yeah. Um, so this could be the race that we should have had if the Democrats hadn't rigged the system against Bernie. Right. It had been Trump against Bernie. This is a Trumpster against a Bernie person. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- this we can see what this would have looked like for the national race if we, if you know if they hadn't. Put the thumb on the scale for Hillary. The the Democrat that won, yeah. the Bernie-backed Democrat that won, um, spent a couple of million dollars. The opponent spent ninety million, and it was. And this person fished, finished fourth out of fifth in every poll up until recently, but was great in the debates. Just killed people. Just was swayed the debate, but Good. never, but never. Kind of similar to the way Trump rose up through the ranks. Never got attacked because everybody thought. That There's person, no point. That person's not <laughs> going to win. I want to know who did his polling. Like, where do, where were they spending their money that was so much more effective and, and relevant yeah, than the, than the polls were even trying a to a figure out? Or, look at that. or, as uh, we've said many, many times, and it's indisputable, the person who spends the most money has no greater chance to win than yeah. and other people. I do that's, like that's hedging your bets, but it's not that effective. I do like this. There was one a rich guy uh, who dropped thirty million dollars of his own money and lost bad. Yes, <laughs> that that happens way more often than not. I mean, uh, the book Freakonomics talked about that. That is the norm. 
For people yeah. who think they can buy elections, you can't. You just can't. Um, good. I'm glad you can't, or we, we would have a real mess on our hands. But there's lots of people that have thrown tons of their own dough into elections and lost. And more trouble for the Catholic Church. Pennsylvania's Attorney General Josh Shapiro is accusing the Vatican of having knowledge of a Catholic priest sex abuse cover-up involving over 300 priests and at least 1,000 victims in his state. They found that there was not only widespread sexual abuse, rape of children, but they found that there was a systematic cover-up that went all the way to the Vatican. Shapiro saying his office has evidence the Vatican knew the six Pennsylvania dioceses covered uh, in his investigation were covering up complaints against the priests, and he says there may be a lot more victims. I'll tell you that in the roughly two weeks since we released the report, we've received 733 calls to our special clergy abuse hotline. Earlier, former top Vatican official Archbishop Carlo Vagano says that at least in one case, the pontiff did know at least about Cardinal Theodore McCarrick accused of sleeping with young seminarians. Vigano's testimony has now been backed up by at least one other official willing to go on the record. Going up against the monarchical, monarchical, the monarch-like power Mm -hmm. of the Catholic Church is suicidal. I understand that folks are hesitant to do that, um, but this one's gaining energy. It's not losing it. But I how think the Catholic you... Church is a gigantic example of, you know, on a sports team, you got an issue between a couple guys, you don't go to the press. You don't talk about it outside. You keep it in the family, as they say. And the Catholic Church has a couple of different problems that are big and nasty, and they've been trying to keep it in the family for a long time. Yeah. Well, but between uh, buying multi-million dollar houses so you can live like a rich person as a, a former bishop or whatever, and raping children, yeah, there's a problem. But how are you ever going to fix that? So people talk, well, could the Pope resign? Could this force the Pope out? Okay, so you get a different, you know, the way they choose Popes. Somebody else that's been around for 50 right. years, you think they weren't involved somehow? There's not a chance that there's anybody at a high level in the Vatican that didn't know this stuff was going on around the world. Not a chance. So I hear what you're saying. So you've got to go outside the tried and true. You've got to bring in an outsider. Pope Donald J. Trump. <laughs> yes. Now is the time. Can anybody be a pope just like anybody can be a Supreme Court the justice? The Bible! I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I have know, no I idea. I watched the, the HBO show Young yeah. Pope, and Jude Law was the pope for a while in that well, show. Well, Jude so. Law can do it. Yeah. Um, by, the, uh, by the way, the child rapine is absolutely worth repeating. In the rest of it, the uh, touching of youths, etc., uh, who are not children anymore post-pubescent. But there's also a growing uh, a willingness to talk about there's a huge gay culture within the Catholic Church. Uh, the fellas, the priests, the bishops... Um, getting with each other, having parties, and getting with teenage boys within the church, which is not, well, it's it's lewd and lascivious. It's not lewd and lascivious with a child under fourteen, but a lot of that stuff that's been kept quiet. And you're gonna tell me there's anybody that would be in line to be pope that either either didn't participate or knew that it was going on? Not a chance. It'd be uh, well, they would be so clueless as to probably not be worthy of being a pope. Whatever worthy of being the Pope means. There you go. That's a wrap. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. We've received a number of really impassioned emails from Catholic folks about how, you know, it's a human enterprise. Of course it has problems. We're working like crazy to root them out. We hate this more than you do. 
Well, I don't because doubt that. it's an embarrassment. Et cetera, I don't et cetera. doubt that a bit. And, and I, yeah, I don't doubt their sincerity at all. Uh, on the other hand, at some point, a man-made institution might be so riddled with ick that it needs to be torn down. And I just, you know, not to get into theology, but don't let the church come between you and Jesus Christ. I understand how you could be Catholic. I don't understand how you could give them any money. That I don't get at all until things change a lot. Uh, Consumer Reports took a look at energy bars. Which are the best ones? Which are the worst ones? We're going to talk about that coming up because I actually want to know on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is it the Puerto Rican hurricane that now the death toll number is 50 times what the original government number was? 50 times. Correct. And then another government number involving school shootings that's astoundingly inaccurate as well. Okay. Hard to imagine why we would take any numbers from the government. If they count up the states and tell me it's 50, I'm recounting. (laughs) So coming up. We'll have uh, Trish Calvo of the Consumer Reports, their uh, food and health editor, to talk about um, food bars. Oh, we got to get Marshall in because he had his first pumpkin spice latte yesterday at Starbucks. I want to know what that experience was like for Marshall. I'm a I'm a premium Gold Club member of Starbucks, so I know the ropes. But I know it was Marshall's you first think you're time. Better than me. I think it was Marshall's first time. So. For some reason, my uh, monitor is shut down over here. Is uh, the lovely Ms. Calvo with us? Yep. Fabulous. Trish Calvo, Consumer Reports Food and Health Editor, joins us to talk about the best and presumably worst energy bars. Hey, Trisha, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. You know, it's funny. I've researched this myself because you, know, you don't have to look at the, the labels too long to figure out, wait a minute, this is a candy bar with a yeah, lot of them. It's, you know, it runs the gamut. It really does. You have to be careful to look past the health claims that are on the front of a lot of the packages of energy bars and turn it over, look at the nutrition facts label and the ingredients. Well, so which one should I be eating? So we looked at 33 different bars in two categories, in berry and chocolate nut, because those are the most popular flavors. Mm. And as you might expect, you know, the berry ones were a little bit healthier um, because they did not contain chocolate. Um, but Anti-chocolate activist. Yes, yes. Well, you know, it's delicious, but it's not always so nutritious. Um, The top bar in our tests uh, was pure organic wild blueberry fruit and nut, and that got very good ratings in our Consumer Reports test. But it probably, but it costs $8 and tastes like sand. That'd be my (laughs) guess. No, no, it got very good ratings for taste as well by our professional taste panelists. Okay. Excellent. I need to write that down and actually buy some of those. Yeah, well, we'll certainly post a link to Trisha's article at uh, armstrongandgetty.com so folks can find it. Uh, What else looked good, tasted good, is good for you? So uh, if you're a chocolate fan, uh, the nutrition was a little bit lower than the pure organic, but the Nature's Path Superfood Dark Chocolate Peanut Snack Bar. Oh, yeah. 
got high higher ratings for taste what? and also rated good for nutrition. Okay, that might be the one I can do with my kids. So they can have kind of a snack. It's a bit of a treat, but still kind of healthy. Right. And certainly, you know, you want to look for bars that are low in added sugars. And that's especially important for kids because, you know, kids' diets are full of added sugars. Foods that are promoted to kids often are full of added sugars. And one thing that people don't necessarily realize is that added sugars aren't, it doesn't just say sugar on the ingredients panel. It's, it could say agave syrup or fruit juice concentrate or honey. Obscures, obfuscators. That's yeah, what they're trying to do. They're trying to fool us. You can see more than one in the ingredients list and you add them all up and that's an awful lot of added sugar. Hey, what's the most misleading uh, healthy term that they use for us that's not really healthy? What do they lie about um, the most? You know, they're all they all sort of depend. They all kind of have their their pros and cons. But I would say that high protein may be more the most misleading ah, in a okay. way. Good one. Um, for two reasons. One is because you know most people get enough protein in their diet, so you don't need to seek out high protein foods. But also, often the ones that are very high in protein contain processed sources of protein, like isolated soy protein, and you know that is just an indication of a highly processed bar. Well, okay. All right. That may be a thing you're worried about. But uh, uh, listen, I, uh, with all due respect to the protein bar thing, I don't want carbs. I want as few carbs as possible at every moment of the day. And so uh, a protein bar appeals to me. Um, and, uh, you know, and there are plenty of people like me who they are not going to go for, a, you know, some of the bars you're recommending. Did you, did you find any uh, super low-carb bars that you thought well of? Just take a look at our ratings here. Or just low-ish. Um, you know, one that did pretty well that has 14 grams of carbs and only 5 grams of sugars uh, was Health Warrior Chia Bar Acai Berry. Oh, you got to love the name, too, Health Warrior. Yeah. Yes. That's what I mean. Yes. Well, yeah, that's That's because that's what I am. That's what people call me. That was my nickname in high school. Yeah. <laughs> That was one of them. <laughs> so that was, that's, you know, 100 calories, 14 grams of carbs, so that's pretty low. Um, but, you know, when you, need, when you need carbs for energy, you know, you really do need, you know, particularly if you're eating them as a pre-workout. What if I have yeah. a sloth-like existence? All How right. much do I need? Um, right. what's, what's down at the bottom? Uh, anything that's famous? Bob's blob of fat and sugar? Or? Well, the worst bar in our test got a poor rating for nutrition and only a good rating for taste. So it tastes bad was, and it's bad for you. <laughs> and that one was Balanced Chocolate Peanut Butter Nutrition Bar. God, I think and we have those. Na- yeah, I think we have those in our cabinet right now. <sighs> and Nature Valley XL Chewy Bars Protein Peanut Butter Dark Chocolate. I know we have those in our ca- in our pantry. I know we do. The chewy ones? Yeah. Uh, they so- do so well for nutrition. They got poor ratings for nutrition and the taste was only rated as Good. Well, I find them tasty, but I'm an idiot. Trisha Calvo, <laughs> Consumer Reports Food and Health Editor. Interesting stuff, Trisha. Uh, again, we'll have folks. Um, we'll have a link so folks can find uh, their way to your ratings uh, very quickly. Good to talk to you. Thanks. Great. Thanks a lot. All right. Wow. There you go. So you kind of got to look at the chart unless you have a photographic memory. <laughs> well, I'll try to remember that best one. One thing, though, um, I've I've always had a problem with a lot of your Consumer Reports type magazines because they often have agendas. And like right there, you heard about, and so it's very high and processed. Well, processed that doesn't necessarily mean anything to me, but for a lot of a certain crowd, that is a word you've got to stay away from. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a it's more of a political leaning than anything else. Mm, processed stuff's of. bad for you. There's no doubt about it, but not always. That's not my biggest concern. Is how processed this was? Is how much sugar and fat and everything is in it? 
Yeah. Well. But they get into those sorts of things in consumer reports. I'll tell you what, and this is a tip for my friends. My pre-workout uh, snack, and it's like magic rocket sauce. It is <laughs> magic rocket sauce. 100% rocket sauce. That's it what never she feels, said. I feel great and energized every single workout. Is it a secret? Are no. you going to tell us? No. Yes. It's, a, it's, you know, a handful or so of mixed nuts. Walnuts, pecans, some peanuts, maybe a few cashews, and then uh, two, three dates with the, with the pit in. You chew it, spit it out, and it's an incredible workout, Magic pre-workout. rocket sauce. The, right. <laughs> you never have that, oh, God, I can't do this. Oh, oh no. Oh, I feel like I'm dying up here. Thing. Never. You know what I like about the nuts that I've uh, come to appreciate since a study came out fairly recently? Is what how brand do you like, D's? It's, it's, uh suppresses hunger. There's something about nuts. Oh, yeah. That suppresses hunger, and sure. I really find that to be true. It's the protein, the oils. Love them. you got to market that. Magic rocket sauce. Man, I suppose. That's pretty good. I suppose I could. Well, yes, you could. you got to give me a big old factory. Start you know, cranking smoke out into the sky and putting them in little <laughs> bars with, with you know, a wrapper on them. Cover them in chocolate and have no, a toy with them. No, go to the damn store. Buy yourself some nuts and dates. I don't want your money. I want you to be happy. I'm Joe Gay. <laughs> Oh, speaking of being happy, coming up for the first time in many months, Chatty Checkout Theater. Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's been missed. Yeah, thank you. Good to hear. Uh, Plus, a a quick gander at the situation in Florida. Also, really, really interesting piece lately on what would a Chinese superpower look like as China continues to grow and project project its power around uh, the world. Is it something we ought to be worried about? Uh, How could you not be? Positive um, Sean superpower would be the gift of flight. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'd not like me. It's a good workout. I'd like to be able to see through things. X-ray vision. That's the one I want. Um, all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.